أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم My dear brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته I hope you're well and not uh, too tired because of Ramadan uh, I hope inshallah Ramadan is going easy for you and more importantly you're making the best out of the blessings of Ramadan inshallah inshallah subhanallah we're already what fifth today and before you know we'll be over before you know you'll be over a um, lot of us complain Ya Rab, how can we do such long hours Ramadan is very difficult some of us complain Ramadan is not always easy but I tell you Ramadan is probably the easiest thing that you will ever endure you don't have to eat much I hope you don't eat too much at iftar you don't have to eat much at suhoor and you get so much more time throughout the day to do other things and I think it's the most productive time for or at least should be for Muslims most productive in every way possible My brothers and sisters you know when you think about time and how you manage it managing the time or your time you only have one opportunity that opportunity comes and if you miss it it's gone many people who were here with us last Ramadan are no longer here with us this year we make dua that um, Allah forgives them for they, they have gone if they have left this earth may Allah make their journey easier and may Allah transform their gen their graves into gardens of paradise say amin my brothers and sisters there is no guarantee that we will be here next ramadan none whatsoever when there is no guarantee you don't make investment on no guarantee you make investment on a guarantee and the guarantee is that you will not be here the guarantee is that you and i will go the guarantee is that we will have to face Allah on the day of judgment and be accountable for our deeds. That's the guarantee. A month of Ramadan is about building that investment. I want to talk about power of Iman today. Power of Iman today. Allah says in the Quran, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alif Lam Mim, Ahasib al-Nasu an yutraku an yaqulu amanna wa hum la yuftanun. وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ Allah says أَحَسِبَ النَّاسُ أَنْ يُتْرَكُوا وَنْ يَقُولُوا آمَنَّا وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ Do people think that they can just merely say we believe and they will not be tested? وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ They will not be tested? وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ we tested those who came before them. وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ So Allah can establish those who are صَدَقُوا truthful وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ And so that he can get to know those who are fake or liars. And my brothers and sisters, the example of tests Allah has put forward through his prophets alayhi wasalam throughout history throughout time when Sayyidina Adam alayhi salatu wasalam was created he was tested immediately Adam was made and he was tested immediately وَعَلَّمَ آدَمَ الْأَسْمَاءَ كُلَّهَا 
Allah says in the Quran that we gave Adam the knowledge of everything. We gave him the knowledge for everything. But we tested him straight away. How did we test him straight away? Allah says in the Quran, He says to Adam, You and wife and your wife go there and live in this paradise. Enjoy. Enjoy the glory of this paradise. Except, don't go near this tree. Brothers and sisters, we keep on hearing this story again and again, again and again. But we don't probably think deeply about what the real meaning of this story is. Why did Allah say to Adam and his wife, go in the paradise, for paradise has everything for you and everything is halal in paradise for you. Do what you like. Don't worry, just enjoy paradise. In paradise, can you imagine something being haram? No, because it is a space of everything halal. And yet Allah makes haram for Adam and Hawa the tree. It's a place of permissibility and yet there is a prohibition. Why did Allah place a prohibition in a place where everything is allowed? To test Adam, to see if he would use his brain, which Allah has given him, and the knowledge, and the knowledge he had given him. So would he use his brain and the knowledge together to come up with the right decision? So Adam was tested immediately. And Adam's test was the test of knowledge. Whether Adam could decide between right and wrong. Whether he would be able to withstand the whispers of shaitan. Whether he would be able to withstand the temptations that are in front of him. Whether Adam would be able to submit fully to Allah's command. These were Adam's test. Brothers and sisters, Adam and Hawa, both of them fell victim of the praise of shaitan, the whispers of shaitan. Adam and Hawa both became succumbed by the temptation. It wasn't that Hawa tempted Adam. No, that's not Islamic story. That's a biblical story, but nothing to do with Islam. Hawa and Adam both fell victim of shaitan's whisper. And the only way they could redeem themselves is when they take responsibility for their action. When Adam والسلام, and Hawa were thrown out of the heavens, they were thrown on this earth. They were roaming, they were looking for redemption, forgiveness. And the only time they were forgiven is when they made the dua. Rabbana ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنا كوننا من الخاسرين. You know this dua? Do you do? Do you know, right? Say it with me. Rabbana ظلمنا أنفسنا وَإِنْ لَمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَا كُونَنَّا مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ رَبَّنَا أُوَ اللَّهُ أُوَ اللَّهُ رَبَّنَا يَا اللَّهُ يَا اللَّهُ So first thing Adam had to do is to acknowledge Allah is the Lord of everything. If you want redemption after you have fallen, the first thing you have to do is accept Allah as the only one who can redeem you. Allah is the only one who can forgive you. Then he says, Valamna, I, we, I and Hawa, he's saying, Valamna, we have wronged ourselves, Anfusana, upon our own selves. Oh Allah, we have wronged our own selves. So you have to take responsibility for your actions. Adam could have blamed Shaitan. 
Adam could have blamed his wife and his wife could have blamed him. How could have said, yeah, Allah, it's Adam's fault. He made me do it. Adam could have said, no, yeah, Allah, it's Hawa's fault. She made me do it. Both of them could have come together and said, yeah, Allah, it's Shaitan's fault. He tempted us. But that's not what they did. They said something very beautiful. They said, Ya Allah, O oh our Lord, Rabbana, Zalamna, we have wronged Anfusana against ourselves. So if you have done something wrong, don't blame others. In fact, never blame others. It's always your own responsibility. You have done something wrong, take responsibility for it if you want redemption. Your trial and your test, you can only win when you acknowledge Allah is the one who will forgive you. Allah is the one who is most powerful. Allah is the one who can put you on the right path. But for that to happen, you must take responsibility like Adam and Hawa did. Ya Allah, if you don't forgive us, Pity, Ya Allah, if you don't forgive us, have mercy on us. Ya Allah, if you don't forgive us, we will be lost. He says, We shall be amongst those who are forever lost. So Adam's test, my brothers and sisters, Allah set out immediately. Allah immediately tested Adam. Allah immediately tested Adam by giving him the test of knowledge. Allah tested all his prophets. Let me give you examples of Ayyub. When Sayyidina Ayyub was ill, inflicted by an infection, he lost everything, his wealth, his children, his wives, they all left him. His neighborhood abandoned him. People banished him, rejected him. He had to be taken into a place where no other human beings could live because his body was infected by such a disease that his skin was falling off and the stench of his infection was unbearable. In that state, Allah tested him. People said, no, Ayyub must have done something wrong. He must have sinned. And Ayyub said, I did not do anything wrong. Allah wants to test me. I will wait until Allah cures my illnesses and I shall not complain. Eventually, when his tongue became infected, he said, Ya Allah, I have not complained about any of the infections on my body so far. I don't want to complain to you about any of my infections even now. But don't make my tongue infected because if you take my tongue away, I cannot say your name anymore. Ayub's test, my brothers and sisters, was trial through illnesses and suffering. When you and I suffer, we give up too quickly. You and I have been inflicted by one pain, we blame Allah for it. You and I have had a loss, we say Allah is not kind anymore. You and I have lost our job, we blame everybody but ourselves. If you truly have Iman, if we truly have Iman, the power of Iman means we don't blame Allah, we don't blame others, but we take responsibility for ourselves and we remain patient. And that's why Allah says about Ayyub, Sabran Jamila, Ayyub's patience was the most beautiful patience so that you can think of. Allah recognizes and acknowledges his patience. My brothers and sisters, you want to know about patience? You want to know about tests and trials? We can talk about it for hours to come. What is your test and trial? You haven't had your iftar. You didn't have your suhoor. Your wife didn't cook you good food. Your job didn't pay you very well. You got stuck in the traffic jam. This is your test? Put it in perspective. This is, this is all your test? My brothers and sisters, for those who are true believers, you think you should say I believe and you will not be tested 
you will be tested Allah tested those who came before you so that you can establish between those who are true and those who are fake I'm using the word fake because it's the popular term those who are truthful and those who are false where are we with our iman where are you with your iman if there was a test afflict if, the, if a test was come on your if a test was to come on your way would you give up would you say you know what i'm going to give up and become a fake muslim or would you become a true muslim and say yes i will be like ayub sabran jamila i will be like adam i will take responsibility for it myself because it's my fault it's my responsibility i made misjudgments i made miscalculations i should have come out of my house earlier instead of complaining about the traffic i should have done more preparation for my job I should have delivered better. I should have attended my uh, interviews more often. I should have gone to my self-development program more often. I should have attended the coaching program. I should have made more sacrifices instead of blaming everybody and Allah for your own failure in, and your own misery. Your test and my test. as a daily test. And Ramadan is the opportunity to maximize your capacity to withstand test. Ramadan is your opportunity to train your inner strength, the core strength of yourself, your body and your mind, to be able to withstand any test that comes your way. And you say, Ya Rabb, I submit to you. Amantu bi Rabbil Alameen. I submit to who? The Rabb of the universe. Amantu bi Rabbil Alameen. I submit to Allah completely, completely, without any hesitation any doubt that's called the power of iman may allah give us the strength to be able to attain iman and remain at it and may allah enable us to succeed in all our tests a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyi'ati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlilhu fala hadiya lahu ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا حبيبنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرًا ونذيرًا وداعيًا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجًا منيرًا أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام ميم أحسب الناس وأن يتركوا وأن يقولوا آمنا وهم لا يفتنون ولقد فتن الذين من قبلهم فليعلمن الله الذين صدقوا وليعلمن الكاذبين my dear brothers and sisters, I've recited a couple of verses from one of the very beautiful surahs of uh, the Qur'an. And here the verses are all about our tests and trials. Allah is saying, is it enough for you just to say, I believe? And you'll not be tested? Allah has tested those who came before you in order to establish those who are true and those who are false. And in order to test and try you and I, he has given examples of how prophets have been tested before. And I've given examples of two prophets already, Sayyidina Adam والسلام, and Ayyub والسلام, how they were tested. Brothers and sisters, Sayyidina Ibrahim والسلام, was tested too. Allah called Ibrahim Khalilullah, friend of Allah. For you and I to become true friend of Allah is not easy. Even if you want to have true Iman, you need to be tested. But Ibrahim was being called friend of Allah. It's a special status. When you have a friend, and if you haven't spoken to your friend for a for, for few years, it is very unlikely that your friendship would sustain itself. If you haven't seen a relative of yours for a long time, 
it is unlikely that your relationship with them would be as strong as it was perhaps before. With Allah, for him to call Ibrahim Khalilullah, the, the friend of Allah, there must be something special about Ibrahim. Sayyidina Ibrahim والسلام, was tested from the day he was born. He was born in a family of idol worshippers. And Allah gave him a mind that rejected idol worship from the day one. He challenged his father. He asked his father, why do you worship something that doesn't even move, can't even help itself? He challenged his society by breaking the idols and leaving the axe on the shoulder of the big one. And when they found out and they came and asked him, he said, maybe the bigger God between the idols got angry and destroyed the rest. They mocked him saying, what kind of nonsense is this? He said, well, precisely the same nonsense as you believe. Idols can't do anything. Ibrahim was rejected. Ibrahim was thrown out of his own house and he was thrown in the fire. My brothers and sisters, when you truly have Iman, you can make burning fire cold and comfortable for you. You can't, but Allah can. When they threw him in the fire, what did Allah say to fire? Allah says to fire, O fire, today you shall be cold and comfortable for Ibrahim. Allahu Akbar. Allah changed the nature of fire because of the power of Iman of Ibrahim. Ibrahim said to Allah, Aslamtu li Rabbil Alameen. I have submitted to you, Ya Allah, completely. I have no doubts about you. I have discovered you, Ya Allah. And Allah turned burning fire into cool and comfortable abode for Ibrahim. True Iman means you can do all of that and Allah will protect you. True Iman means you don't give up when you're tested. When Ibrahim was thrown out of his country, he became a nomad looking for a place to live, one land to another. Ibrahim traveled from Iraq through Syria to Palestine, through Saudi Arabia, back to Iraq. He constantly, in Egypt, he traveled and traveled and traveled, looking for a place, what for? Looking for a place where he could invite people to the path of Allah, looking for a place that he could call home, looking for a place from where a civilization could grow, looking for a place from where humanity could be brought from the depth of darkness to light. And Allah chose that place for him eventually when he had his son born, Ismail, Allah in his vision, Allah in his plan told Ibrahim, Oh Ibrahim, take your son Ismail and your wife Hajira to Mecca, which wasn't Mecca, was just mountain barren land. Nobody lived there. Allah told him to leave his son and his wife there. Ibrahim's test, but Allah's plan. Ibrahim's test, but Allah's plan for a new civilization. Ibrahim left his wife and his son there. A test. Later on, when his son became older, Allah told Ibrahim, Ibrahim, I want you to sacrifice your son. And Ibrahim did not question. He su submitted and surrendered to Allah. And he was prepared to sacrifice his son. And Allah replaced it with something more manageable for the rest of us. Something that will continue until Yom Al-Qiyamah as an example of a sacrifice of that which he loves most. My brothers and sisters, your trial and my trial is, will be tested with what we love most. You will be tested with your children with your family, with your husband, with your wife, with your wealth, what you love most. And Allah says, And you have not attained to true piety unless you can give away that which you love most. In sacrificing for Allah, in giving up for the sake of Allah, what you love most is what you give away. Brothers and sisters, let me give you an example. My sisters are very good at this. My sisters are very good at this. 
Whenever I ask for money on charities, they give all their money away, subhanAllah. I don't know sisters who keep their money and hold them when I ask. They take their jewelry off, they give it to us, saying, Yalla, brother, go and sell them and give it to the poor and the needy. I've had people who have given necklaces worth thousands of pounds. One lady gave her necklace worth 20,000 pounds, gave it away to charity just like this. Didn't think. I'm yet to come one brother who had given up his iPhone, his expensive watch, or his iPad, any of my appeals in 25 years. Yet to come across one brother. That's why my brothers and sisters, Allah has given women the right to wear gold. And you and I, as men, have not been allowed to wear gold. Because if we were gold, our hearts would be embedded with gold. We'll never give it up. But our sisters wear it as jewelry and they give it away every time you ask. Allahu Akbar. There's a wisdom for it. What you love most is your money. What you love most is your car. What you love most is your house. What you love most are your children and your family. Allah will test you through all of those. That's your test. And power of your iman will make it possible for you to be prepared to give up your wealth. To be prepared to give up what you love most for the sake of Allah, like Ibrahim did. And when you do for the sake of Allah, when you give up for the sake of Allah, when you're prepared to withstand the test for the sake of Allah, Allah will turn fire into cool and comfortable, protective solace for you and me, my brothers and sisters. Sayyidina Dawood was tested. Dawood was a prophet. But before he was a prophet, he was a young man in his community. When Dawood and Jalud faced one another, Jalud the massive giant, and Dawood the little man, he threw a stone. One stone knocked the life out of the giant Jalud. And Allah Azza wa Jal opened up the door for Dawood to become the ruler of the world. But not just the ruler of the ordinary, just not an ordinary ruler, but an amazing ruler. He made a mistake in, his, in the beginning when he misjudged somebody. Somebody came and made a complaint and he made the misjudgment on that complaint and Allah taught him a lesson and forgave him. He never made the same mistake again. Allah gifted him a son called Sulaiman who was equally just and clever and wise. There is a beautiful story that is narrated in the Quran, mentioned in the Quran, narrated by the Sahaba. In the earlier times, in the ancient times, in a civilization a long time ago, there was a dispute between people one of those disputes was brought to Dawood. The dispute was a, her, a, a herd of sheep had gone into someone else's uh, field crops and eaten and destroyed the, uh, uh, the field and the, and the crops. The, the complaint was brought to Dawood and Dawood listened to the complaint and he gave all the sheep to the man who owned the farm whose crops were destroyed because the wealth destroyed from the crops, if you were to sell them, would be the same value as all the sheep put together. Sulaiman, young man, objected to his father's rule. Dawood was the king and Sulaiman was a little boy. He went to his father and he said to his father, Dad, I would like you to review this case. This case is wrong. The, your judgment is wrong. Dawood was curious. What is your judgment? And look at young Sulaiman. He said, oh my father, I would like you to do this. I would like you to give the sheep to the owner of the field for a temporary period until the crops have returned to their normality. In the meantime, the man whose sheep had destroyed the wealth would attend the land and cultivate it in order for the crops to grow. And the, the person whose land has been destroyed, he will have temporary possession of the sheep and will be able to use the lamb, the milk and the wool that comes out of it. Once the crops have returned to their normality 
and the equal amount of crops that have been destroyed have been returned to the original owner. The sheep would be returned to their original owner too. Young Dawood, young Sulaiman was giving such a complex verdict to such a problem. Sayyidina Dawood was impressed by his son. Allah will test you and I with our judgments, my brothers and sisters. Your judgment, your ability to be just and fair with people will be tested all the time. And that's what's been tested today of the Muslims across the globe. Our Iman would determine that we will be just no matter what happens. Because Allah says, Be just, for that is the best you can be, the closest you can be to Allah consciousness. When I say Allah will test you with your judgment, I'm talking about even when you stand for your prayer in the masjid. Are you making space for your brother next to you? Are you making space for your sister next to you, my dear sisters? Are you leaving enough parking space for the person who is going to come and park next time? I've seen people park occupying two boxes. Why? Unjust manifestation. You need to think and stop and pause and park again. You need to make space for your brothers. You need to think about justice to your family, to your children, to your wife, to your husband, to your parents, to your in-laws, to your neighbors, to the environment, to the birds, to the plants, to every single aspect of our living. You will be tested with your judgment. And if you get that judgment wrong, your iman is questioned. My brothers and sisters will be tested all the way. Sayyidina Sulaiman was tested. Sayyidina Musa was tested with his people. Tested with Pharaoh. Allah gave Musa the power to part the sea. When he was crossing, iman of Musa was able to part the sea. My brothers and sisters will be tested all the way. What is your test? Is what the question I have for you. What's your test? Test with illnesses. Can you be more ill than Dawood? Test with your judgment. Can you be more tested than... Uh, sorry, can you be more ill than Ayub? You'll be tested with your judgment. Can you be more tested with your judgment than Dawood? Can you be tested with the tyrants and oppressors around you more than Fir'aun tested Musa alayhi salatu salam? Can you be tested by people who were betraying you, who were treacherous to you? Like Sayyidina Isa alayhi salatu salam, his people were so treacherous to him that Allah chose him to raise him from the earth to the heavens. They were so treacherous to him, Allah took him from this earth to the heavens to save him. Can your test be any more than the tests of all these prophets? I doubt it. When you're afflicted with the test, patience, endurance and prayer. Patience, endurance and prayer. Patience, endurance and prayer will make you successful. May Allah make us successful in our tests. May Allah strengthen us in our iman. And may Allah make us better people. وآخر الدعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم My brothers and sisters, I'll indulge for a few more minutes since it's Ramadan and you don't have to go back for lunch. Just a couple of more minutes, inshallah. Think about this, my brothers and sisters. What was your last test that you were thrown? What was the last test that you faced in your life? Just think about it. Don't answer me. Think about it. Go home and write it down on a piece of paper. And write it down, write down at the bottom of the test. What did you feel? What was the impact? And put a prophet next to it and see what was their test and how did they withstand their test. We know prophets were cut into two pieces with a saw while they were alive. We know prophets were pelted with stones. Our own prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was pelted with stones when he went to Ta'if inviting people to Islam.
Did he complain about the people? He said, no. Ya Allah, I complain to you about my own weaknesses. That's what he said. Ya Allah, I complain to you about my own weaknesses, not about people. My brothers and sisters, you and I are tested every day in our life, yes. But can you actually put your hand on your heart and tell me that you cannot withstand the test? Of course you can. Because Allah says, La yukallifullahu nafsan illa us'aha. Allah will not put any more burden than the burden you can take. I'll give you a live example of how we are tested every day. In this masjid, a brother comes to pray every day on a wheelchair and he sits on the corner over there every day. I, we see him five times a day, subhanAllah. The other day, I was sitting in the masjid. He came on his wheelchair. A brother followed him on his crutches and I came behind them. And I looked at the brother with the wheelchair and I looked at the brother with the, with the crutches and I looked at myself. And I said, Allah is testing me with two legs. Allah is testing the brother on crutches with one leg. And Allah is testing the brother on wheelchairs with no legs. The brother with no legs on his wheelchair, Allah has given that test because Allah knows he can take it. Allah hasn't given me that test because Allah knows I will fail at it miserably. Allah has given the test to the brother with one leg because Allah knows he can take it. Allah has given me that test because Allah knows I won't be able to take it and I will miserably fail. Allah has given me a test with two legs and I need to pass that test. And I said this to my brothers there. Allah is testing all of us in different ways. What is your test, my brothers and sisters? What is your test? Your test is you're losing hair, you're becoming bald. Is that your test? Your test is you haven't eaten enough food today. Is that your test? Your test is you've got arthritis. Is that your test? When you have arthritis, think of somebody who's dying of cancer. Your test is you can't see because you have no glasses. Think of a person who is blind. Your test is you can't walk properly. Think of a person who has no legs and has to be dependent on wheelchair. You are complaining about no money. Think about a person who hasn't eaten for five days, six days, any food whatsoever. No matter what test you and I are given, there is somebody somewhere on this earth who is tested more than your test and my test. And if we truly believe, if we truly believe, Allah says, nasu You think I will not test you when you say I believe? We will test you. We will test you. Give good news to those people who endure through patience. Endure through patience. We all have our tests. You can't sleep, that's your test. You can't earn enough money, that's your test. Your children don't listen to you, that's your test. The other day, I was walking to this masjid, a brother came and stopped me and said, brother, please, can I talk to you for a second? I said, what is it? He goes to me, my son was very disobedient to me today. He was very rude to me today. He didn't pray today and I, I told him off and he was rude in return. He swore at me. I swore back at him and kicked him out of my house. And I haven't seen him for many hours. What should I do? I said to him, my brother, that's your test. That's your, that's your test. Pray, go home, look for your son. When you find him, apologize to him because you're the father and he's the son. You kicked him out. You failed in your test. You failed in your test. Go and apologize to your son. Give him a hug. Tell him I love you. You will win his heart. That's how you win your test. 
You've got tests, my brothers and sisters. What are your tests? Can your test be any bigger than the test of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Can it be any more than a man born orphan, father before he was born, mother at the age of six, grandpa, grandfather very earlier on, uncle dying, Khadija, his beloved wife, dies very soon. All his children die except his daughters. His people reject him, kick him out of his own house, migrate. He seeks asylum in Medina. People still reject him. People wage war against him. People attack him. They be beat him. They hit him on his head. He loses his teeth. He sacrifices every single day of his life. For what reason? Because he says, Amantu birabbil alameen. Oh Lord, I believe in you. Your test. What is your test? What is your test? I believe we can withstand, we can win every test that there is. Ya Alhamdul Rahimin, Ya Akramul Akramin, enable us to win the tests, Ya Allah. Enable us to succeed in your tests, Ya Allah. Ya Alhamdul Rahimin, forgive us our mistakes, Ya Allah. Forgive us our sins, Ya Allah. In this blessed month of Ramadan, forgive us our mistakes, Ya Allah. Mistakes that we have made openly or secretly, Ya Allah. Sins that we have committed, Ya Allah, forgive them, Ya Rabb. Forgive them, Ya Rabb. If you don't forgive us, we'll be lost, Ya Allah. Ya Alhamdul Rahimin, increase our Iman, Ya Allah. Increase our Tawakkul, Ya Allah. Increase our Taqwa, Ya Allah. Accept our fasting, Ya Allah. Accept our fasting, Ya Allah. Accept our Qiyam, Ya Allah. Accept our Siyam, Ya Allah. Accept our Ruku, Ya Allah. Accept our Sujood, Ya Allah. Accept everything that we do for you, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Protect our children, Ya Allah. Protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our neighborhood, Ya Allah. Protect our society, Ya Allah. Protect this world, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamur Rahimin, restore peace on this earth, Ya Allah. Restore peace on this earth, Ya Allah. Restore peace on this earth, Ya Allah. Rabbana taqabbal minna inna ka anta samiul alim. وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا يَا مَوْلَانَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ إِنَّ اللَّهِ يَأْمُرُ بِالْلَدِّ وَالْإِحْسَانِ وَإِيْتَاءِ ذِي الْقُرْبَةِ وَيَنْهَى عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ الْبَغْيِ يَعِذُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ فَاذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرُكُمْ وَأَشْكُرُوا لِي وَتَكْفُرُونَ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ مَا تَصْنَعُونَ أَق